You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. The only college equestrian podcast. There, that's it. <laughs> no funny extreme qualifier this time. Like, I'm being serious. I think I'm the only one, y'all. But before I get into that, I am your host, Auburn Elvis. So, one of the things that I'm always trying to do with this show here is kind of break up the monotony of my voice just going on and on for the whole show. To help with this, I'm going to be introducing a new feature where whenever one of my predictions comes true, you will be treated to this sound. Auburn Elvis. Very nice. So when you hear that sound, it means that another one of my college equestrian predictions has come true. Uh, now, in order to hear that sound, we've got to have some predictions. So let's talk about the future a little bit. Recently, the SEC announced a new set of rules for hosting fall football games in which on-field access will be limited to only essential personnel. This means no bands, no cheerleaders, and very few reporters and staff. It also means that there will not be any on-field recognition of alumni and other sports teams during timeouts. So, does this mean that Auburn Equestrian's 2020 SEC Championship will not get recognized at a football game? I don't think so. I predict... Auburn will create a space in the stands where these kind of recognitions will still take place instead of on the field. So, we will see if that prediction comes true. Now, let's talk about another aspect of this show. Long-time listeners of this show will recall that I often make allusions to another equestrian podcast out there called The Plaidcast. For the rest of y'all who don't know, there is this very fancy equestrian magazine out there called The Plaid Horse, and they have a podcast called The Plaidcast. Well, they do a bunch of podcasts about really fancy horse stuff all the time, but during the NCEA season, about every other week, they have a special episode dedicated to College Equestrian, and it's really good. Uh, they have two hosts for that. They bring in um, Sissy Wicks, who is a big-time judge in the sport, and Tom O'Mara, who is on the NCEA uh, advisory board, and he recaps all the big results, and then they talk about stuff that's going on, and they'll interview notable coaches and riders throughout the country. Well, because of the corona, uh, their last episode about College Equestrian was uh, right at the end of the regular season before everything got shut down. 
Now, since then, they have never gone back and done a wrap-up episode. Now, this might end up just being nothing, and they might just be all set to come back once we get into a new equestrian uh, season here. But if you go and look at the Plaidcast's uh, website and look at the page that all of the uh, episodes are on... They no longer list Sissy and Tom as host. They used to be listed on that page because they do, you know, in the season, they do a special episode. Now, I think this might mean that their special College Equestrian episodes might be on an indefinite hiatus. uh, And they might not be coming back for some time. Maybe even when the season starts, we might not get NCA podcasts on the Plaid Horse magazine. Now, we might, we might not. But that means if they don't come back and do podcasts, regular podcasts about College Equestrian, well, that means that the podcast you are currently listening to is now the only College Equestrian podcast out there. And I'm serious, y'all. I have done research. And if you go searching for NCEA podcasts, you'll find a bunch of returns. But instead of it being about the National Collegiate Equestrian Association, they're going to be for uh, the National Catholic Education Association. Yeah. So uh, if you go in and you do a little bit of uh, playing around with the search terms and you exclude words like Catholic and parish from the results, well, then I've done that and I've come across a bunch of podcasts that are about equestrian riding going on at schools within the Northumberland Church of England Academy, which again is not what we're talking about, at least not on this podcast. Okay, so then I go into my search results, and I take out the term Northumberland, and I take out the term church from the results, and the next set of NCEA podcast results that I get are about the National Certificate of Education Achievement, which apparently is a thing in New Zealand, and it's kind of like the GED over here. So then I keep searching, and I filter out all the results for New Zealand. And in those, I still get some podcasts, but these podcasts are about the National Center on Elder Abuse, which is a topic I hope this podcast never ends up going into. So then I'm thinking, okay, let's take out the term NCEA, and we're just going to search for College Equestrian Podcast. Now, I get a lot of results about the podcast, because again, what I've said. But then I finally come across a result for a podcast called Because of Horses, and it looks good, y'all. So, in fact, one of the results is even an episode with an interview with Tom O'Mara that I mentioned, you know, earlier. So I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be something. So I go to their webpage and I see this message. We are pausing production of Because of Horses podcast for a bit to catch our breath and spend some time with family. Please browse the more than 100 episodes and listen to some of our fascinating guests I've had the pleasure of interviewing. Thank you to our loyal listeners and our sponsors. All the best, Elise. October 18th, 2019. So about a year ago, she quit doing the darn podcast. So now I'm thinking, um, I'm like the only person with a regular podcast that is covering this sport, like at all. And man, I'm telling you, there is some responsibility with that. I mean, am I now expected to go and report on all these other teams and stuff? I mean, I was kind of doing that anyway before all this, but back then there was no pressure. But now, if I'm it and I blow it, well, then it's blown. There ain't nobody else coming up behind me to get it right. (laughs) So, yikes, y'all. So, like, yeah, am I supposed to call up these other schools and talk to their coaches and stuff? And, hello, this is Auburn Elvis. Um, Can we talk about how Auburn just beat your team? (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm not sure that's going to 
work. Uh, maybe it would, though, you know, because maybe they're out there and they would love a guy wearing an Elvis costume reporting on the sport and their team and all that, even if Auburn does beat them pretty much every time. So, yeah, um, this is now the only College of Question podcast out there. So, you know what? Let's just take a short break. Uh, we'll listen to a little sponsor message and we'll just think about the ramifications of this, uh, this new development. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest, every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on, who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. Okay, now that I am the only College Equestrian podcast out there, it is time to get serious, y'all. And we got to start getting legitimate. So um, I'm going to need to probably start doing some more guest interviews. Now, if you remember in the last episode, I interviewed recent Auburn graduate Haley Pembroke. If it's Pembroke, don't fix it. And it was awesome. So I feel like I can pull off some of these in a semi-professional manner. And I don't have one of those today on this episode, but I'm going to get right on that. I promise. Now let's talk about recruiting. Now that we're into the fall, classes have, re- have resumed and Auburn has brought in a whole bunch of freshmen in the class. We haven't really heard a ton about them yet, but my assumption is that, uh, you know, we're introducing them into the Auburn way of doing things. Uh, you'll recall that in the summer, uh, we typically will have uh, camps and pre-freshman orientation camps that we usually do, but those all had to be canceled because of COVID. So this year's freshman class might not be at the same pace that the class typically would be in a normal year. Um, of course, this isn't just an Auburn situation. This is something that every school is going to have to be dealing with, and uh, this year is going to be different for everybody. I do think, however, that Auburn is in a much better position than every other team out there because Auburn lost the smallest portion of its scoring riders to graduation this past year. Auburn has a higher portion of its scoring points returning, so we're not going to have to rely on our freshmen to be as good as quickly as all these other teams are going to have to. For them, it's really going to make a difference as to how quick they can get their uh, freshmen uh, out there scoring some points for them. For Auburn, it probably won't matter as much. Now, if we if we do get that and bring them along quickly, oh boy, that's just going to be awesome. Because again, last year, if you recall, I think we had about, we were averaging about 13 points a meet. Um, and in the year before that, the best year ever of, of anything, we were a little over 14 points a meet. So if we can get, on average, one or two points from our freshman class, this is going to be the greatest equestrian year of all time. And it will be better than the one that we did two years ago. So we'll see how that all shakes out. But in order for us to know, we got to have a schedule. Now, speaking of schedule... We ain't seen an equestrian schedule released yet. 
Uh, we have seen some things uh, from other fall sports, uh, and I call a question is technically a fall sport. It's technically a spring sport, although it does play some uh, events in the in the uh, fall. But uh, other sports do that too, so it's a little a little iffy. So what we've heard so far from the SEC is that sports that are exclusively fall, they've already said, okay, here's some of the sports that are going to be returning. Here's the dates. They're all going to pretty much play uh, shortened seasons, and most of those will be within the SEC. A few times they'll be doing regional stuff that's outside the SEC, but it's going to be shorter than normal, and it's going to be mostly SEC schools that are competing against one another in these other sports. Now, we have not heard about uh, men's and women's basketball, which stretches into the two uh, semesters like equestrian does. So it's not too unusual that we haven't heard about equestrian yet. But we have heard about, you know, some of these other ones, and that is promising to me that, okay, at least we're we're getting some movement. We are going to have sports, um, at least we think we will. And so we are planning ahead. We are releasing some schedules, and we are trying to get this done. So I am hopeful about uh, a question that we'll hear something reasonably soon. Now, I have also heard some rumors that maybe there are some schools out there that we would normally play. Um, that might be having some financial issues, not necessarily SEC schools, but some non-SEC schools. And it's having, they're they're thinking about canceling or reevaluating their trips that they would be making to Auburn for equestrian. So we're going to see what happens. Auburn might not have uh, many non-SEC opponents uh, hosted at Auburn. Now, I would think that Auburn would still want to go on the road to some of these uh, places. And if they're doing any kind of thing, uh, any kind of competition, I, th- I would think they'd be willing to have Auburn come in, especially if Auburn's foot in the bill to travel out there, then, you know, why not? Uh, so we may see Auburn do a lot of road trips like we did this past season. And then just typically from most of the hosted stuff, be SEC teams. But we don't know. I mean, we haven't seen anything. So that's just conjecture on, on my part. And I imagine Auburn will also try to get in at least uh, one inter-squad exhibition meet this fall, if nothing else. So um, again, we're waiting for details, and boy, as soon as we get those, I'll jump on them and and, uh, let y'all know about them. So now let's move on to competitions and awards. So while the uh, college equestrian world has been shut down for several months, um, and the equestrian world in general, really, Things began to reopen in the summer on the, you know, independent shows and competition side of things. So there were a bunch of Auburn riders who competed in shows and competitions outside of, you know, what they would do at Auburn in their college careers. So let's do a quick rundown of these things. Now, on the jump and seat side of things, we start off here with Paige Matthews, which is the correct pronunciation of her name, no matter what anybody, even her, uh, even she might tell you. Matthews. It's the plural of the word Matthew. Uh, she went out and won um, some stuff out in Michigan and a bunch of medals and stuff. Uh, Megan Napick went up to New York. She rode and won some stuff up there. She came in fifth in this other thing. Erica Kaczynski won something too. Uh, hers was like in the three foot category. So apparently she had to jump over a bunch of stuff that was three feet tall. And she did that better than anyone else. Uh, two of our new freshmen won some things. Uh, Ellie Ferrigno won something-something uh, McClay-something out in Kentucky. And freshman Genevieve Coulin, uh went to Pennsylvania, and she was the champion in one category and then finished second in something else. Uh, senior Helen Ulrich did some riding in North Carolina, and she was the champion of something out there. Uh, Jessica West uh, was also in North Carolina, and she won a few different things. Uh, we have two other freshmen, Samantha Briggs and Libby Bertelson. 
They rode in some competition. Uh, Samantha won something to do with speed, hopefully not the drug. And uh, Libby finished second in something and fourth in something else. Freshman Mary McDaniel did a bunch of riding in Virginia. Uh, She was the reserve champion in one thing. She won a crown in something else. I hope that's a real, actual physical crown and that there is a photo of her wearing it somewhere. That would be very cool. And she finished second in some other something. Uh, Freshman Lily Beatty rode some stuff down in Florida and took home a couple of adult medals. Uh, Sophomore Haley Jerkins also rode some down in Florida and won a reserve championship in something I am unfamiliar with. Now, (laughs) at this point, you are kind of realizing that I don't know what a lot of these competitions are. And rather than just read off a list of names and pretend that I know what they are, I'm going to just be honest and admit I have no idea which of these is prestigious. Now, I do remember from that Haley Pembroke interview that she mentioned the word McClays one time. So I'm thinking that that Ellie Ferrigno thing that she won might be pretty prestigious. Um, But here, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's all imagine that at these various shows and competitions that our riders are are doing, independent of Auburn, that there are also a bunch of independent riders who go to Georgia, South Carolina, and Texas A&M. And then let's just assume that our riders beat all of their riders in these things. There. That's how it's done. So, continuing on with the Western riders. First off, Deanna Green rode and won a whole bunch of things out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She won a world championship and then some Western Pleasure titles and something called the Color Amateur Trail. She won a championship in one thing and then a championship in something else and was the reserve champion in one last thing. It actually might be easier to list the things that Deanna Green isn't a champion of. Uh, She also went down to Atlanta in June and won a circuit championship title there. Her best buddy, Taylor Searles, also rode in Atlanta and also won a circuit championship in something and in some other thing. Uh, freshman Rachel Hootman won a whole bunch of stuff this summer, uh, capped off by a world championship out in Oklahoma City, and finished fifth in another competition later in the summer. Sophomore Olivia Tardoff won a circuit championship over in Ohio and was also a reserve circuit champion at that one show in Atlanta that everybody else seems to have gone to. A recent graduate, Kara Kaufman, was also at that show in Atlanta and she won a circuit champion in one thing and a reserve champion in another thing. So that was all of the awards that I have listed here. And uh, I'll just tell you, I bet none of them gave away an orange and blue stick horse to the winners. So I'm just saying. Um, not sure how prestigious they are if they're not giving away stick horses. Anyway, so that is our recap of the summer. Now, looking ahead, like I said, we don't have a lot of news about the upcoming season, but once we do, rest assured, we are going to have a big show about it. I'm going to get together with some folks, and we're going to go through this thing, and we're going to evaluate the teams, we're going to make predictions, and we're just going to have a great time. So, without much else to talk about, I will just sign off. I am Auburn Elvis. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?